0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: That's Gravy Randy Holcomb with Believe Aztecs Basketball Podcast of the Believe Podcast Network. Believe has a podcast for every one of your teams, and the only place where with a show for your favorite team. We believe in our teams, and I I still believe in our team. But uh, Friday night, I. I was a little bit a uh, little bit shocked by what happened between the Aztecs and Syracuse. Syracuse takes down the Aztecs, 78 to 62. Wasn't even close. The game was very disappointing as an Aztecs fan, as an Aztecs person. But we're going to talk about Aztecs in the tournament against Syracuse. We're going to talk about Syracuse and how far they're going to go. And we're going to talk about where we go from here, because there are a lot of questions. But before we get into the meat of everything, Randy, how you feeling? How's it going?
0: Are you OK? Uh. Yes. So I'm, I'm struggling with this one. I've had better days, uh, th- but this was a tough loss. Um, uh, everything was going wrong. I I couldn't get the stream to, to work right. When I was watching the game, I was missing oh, something. <laughs> um, and, uh, but overall it was, it was just a tough, tough, it was a tough loss. Right. And, and um, um, I think we're going to dive into it. Some-
1: yeah. we'll we'll dive into it
0: right um, now. And there's a couple of things that I want to touch on.
1: Okay. All right. Go good. Ahead. Good. Because we, we need that. We need that right now. We need to figure out what's going on. But first, let's talk about our uh, for our sponsor, Bet Online. I tracked all of the bets that I made on our radio show, 973 The Fan, in the afternoon. And so, to, as of right now, I went to Bet Online to get all these uh, different odds and everything like that, spreads. And as of right now, I am uh, twenty and nineteen for the tournament. So that's pretty darn good at betting against the spread. And you can get all of these things, you can get all of the games on Bet Online. It's not just college basketball. It's not just uh, the NBA. It's not just co- college football or the NFL. It's everything. You can even. Bet on reality TV shows if you want to. If you are an Oscars fan and you want to bet on who wins the Oscars, they have odds for that too. So they have hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And a 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive your 50% welcome business bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. So the Aztecs, they lose 78-62. to Wasn't even close. They started the game, uh, they started the game all right. I mean, I thought their shots were going to start falling. They were getting great looks and they were just missing their shots. It, it, it just all of a sudden felt really just, I just had a bad feeling about the game from the beginning. I, I saw people online Saying, "All right, they're getting good looks. Their shots are gonna fall," and I, I couldn't feel that way. I just felt like it was going the wrong way really quick. But Randy, what what do you want to talk about? What did you see in the game that you uh, you wanted to bring our listeners today?
0: Man, if the listeners could see my face right now, it's like one of those <laughs> uh, migraine headache kind of faces. It, it's uh, palm
1: and palm and face emoji <laughs> right? You
0: yeah. know, it's. Um, First, I want to say, man, they, you know, the Aztecs had a great year, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's first and foremost, right? So I want to make sure I package this the right way. But they had a great, I think one of the, um, in this particular game, though, I think that the uh, the level of play that Syracuse has been playing at over the course of the year, I think was higher than what the Aztecs have been playing at over the course of the year. Um, there was a different kind of energy that they played with, a different kind of toughness. In that game, um, uh, not to say that the Aztecs have not been tough, yeah, um, uh, but I think that there was some, um, uh, plans playing Syracuse. that you know, Syracuse plays a very, very difficult schedule, uh, over the course of the year, and and they have uh, Jim Beham, who's a legendary coach, right? Um, so I just think that they were just, um, uh, um, I think they out toughed us a little bit, um. I think they forced this and not necessarily physical, but mental. I think we, we settled for a lot of threes. I don't know. Yeah. 11 for 40. Right. Oof. Uh, which is brutal. <laughs> to um, say the least. <laughs> especially when you're playing in a place that you don't know. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so, you, you know, usually when you, if you take 43 pointers, man, you want to be shooting in a place that, you know, right. Or that you've played before Um, um this was not one of those places. Um, and then it fed right into what it is Syracuse wanted uh, the Aztecs to do, right? They wanted them to shoot threes, and they did just that. And, and uh, you know, we, yeah, we just couldn't make it. And then on the other hand, we just couldn't figure out how to stop them either. So um, Yeah, it was it, – it
1: was, it was it, it, like, we talked about it all week leading up to the radio show and everything, and we talked about how we think we, – we had so many different guys on the show talking about the game and thinking San Diego State matches up well – all this other stuff, but we had one guy come on, and we—I always love it when our guests are honest with us because it's not going to help us just to come on and fluff the Aztecs when, when they don't personally believe that the Aztecs are going to win the game. And he, he said, uh, "Don't worry about uh, the three from from Syracuse. Worry about Buddy Bayheim getting hot." and that's exactly what they, what happened. Buddy Bayheim was incredibly hot. He shot seven and from, from 10, seven, four, 10 from three scored 30 points. He, the orange shot 55.3% overall best against anybody this season for the Aztecs. Like they, their defense is way better than that. They've never given up 55.3% from the field. But like you said, like uh, the other thing was that the, the length of Syracuse and after the game, coach Dutcher said that the length was the problem and you can't pick up length on video. You can't pick up length watching film. And, um, I I feel like you, you're right. They were ready for the game. I do feel like a best of three Aztecs definitely win one of those games. I don't know about the third game, but, like we're seeing now it's just a March Madness miracle because Syracuse beat them and then they beat West Virginia last night so we we keep seeing Syracuse win which is fine with me my grandpa Toby when I was growing up always cheer for the team that beats you because You could say you lost to the eventual champion. People always give me crap for that. I don't know why. It makes sense in my head, but I'd rather Syracuse go on and win it all because then it's like, all right, well, we faced the champion who got hot and they beat everyone else. So we can't really think about our team being uh, bad if they lose to the champion but they didn't score for nine minutes and 39 seconds in the first half. It was 18 to 14. And then it went to a 38 to 32 to 18 deficit going into halftime. And and that was it. That was it. You just kind of felt the air being taken out of the Aztecs throughout the entire game as buddy Bayheim's like, he he's taking a fadeaway three from the elbow. And it's like, what? And he's swishing it not even looking at the basket. It's like, all right, I, I get what's going on here, but this sucks.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Buddy Beheim has been shooting amazingly well. Even against West Virginia, um, they, um, West Virginia shot the ball well, too, but they still outshot West Virginia. Um, you know, the Aztecs needed somebody to get high. But I also think a big question is just being used to playing at a high level, high-level basketball. Um, and when I say high-level basketball, playing in the ACC, playing in the Big 12, playing in the, uh, the Big 10, playing in the Pac-12 – you know playing in the sec that's just a different level of play you know what i mean than in, yeah. in the you know playing in the mountain west that is really a scouters league right? scout amazingly well in, the, in in the mountain west Uh but high level play man i mean si- you know syracuse is notoriously long right they are they're always really long and they are because yeah. they play a lot of zone so um they just uh again they just they just did everything so and this is to and i I'm almost sure we're gonna to touch, excuse me, but I almost, I'm almost sure we're gonna to touch on this, but this is one of the reasons that I think if Dutch was given the, the opportunity to go to a bigger conference that he would because of um, there's only, the, the, the stigma is, is that there's only so far that you can get when you're at uh, what is considered to be a mid-major or what is a mid-major university. Um, it's just harder to recruit, the money's, you know, res- the resources are different, the money's different. Uh, it just makes it a little bit difficult.
1: Yeah, we are going to get into what Dutcher does because I'm right with you on the way that you're thinking. I'm thinking that it was uh, more of an eye-opening thing for Brian Dutcher in this game than anything. I mean, he knows what he's going up against. He knows he's been around basketball his entire adult life, his entire life. He knows exactly what he's getting when he's playing an ACC team. And it really does bother me when I see on Twitter and stuff like – people going, oh, who, who picks the Aztecs to go to the Sweet 16 when they can't even beat the eighth-place team in the ACC? Well, that is – I mean, uh, Syracuse had a tough year with COVID. They had a tough year with injuries. Sure Their did. record does not reflect how good of a team they actually are. So we could be seeing an 11-seed in a – four. Or we, we could be seeing like a four-seed in an 11-seed skin. Right in the tournament and there, there's i didn't know buddy Behan was six foot six i mean there was no chance on defense he goes up for a three and even if there's someone in his face he's still going to shoot over the top of him and he's still going to swish it which is annoying it's really annoying
0: 100 um you know again i think that just like the aztecs the syracuse is just warm they just got hot at the right time um and when the pieces kind of came together at the right time. And and again, this is Syracuse won a national championship with Carmelo Anthony in the same fashion. They did not, yeah. they were subpar in their in in their uh in their conference. Um and went on to go. I don't even, I don't even remember if I don't even think that they were ranked that year, Matt. I think that if they were really, um, if they were, I don't, I don't believe. That they that they ended the year i'm Um and don't quote me on that. Yeah, but I know that with Carmelo Anthony, they weren't having a great they you know, it wasn't like they were having a great season, but all of a sudden they get in a tournament and they win it, right? They win a the national championship yeah, with Carmelo that, Anthony. That's
1: crazy, yeah. So and, and uh go,
0: ahead, go ahead, No, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say it's all about who gets hot. Like I I'm a am a San Francisco Giant fan, and 2012, 10, 12, 14, they won the World Series. They weren't necessarily the best team in baseball that those three years, they were just a team that got hot at the right time. And it, right. it could be that Syracuse is getting hot at the right time. I mean, look at teams like Oral Roberts, they beat um, Ohio state. And then they go on to beat Florida. Now they're in the sweet 16 as a 15 seed. That's the things that kind of makes me a little angry. It's like, why can't that ever happen to the Aztecs? Why can't they get right. lucky and not lucky, but why can't they beat teams like that? Like it doesn't happen for the Aztecs for whatever reason, but there are, I mean, there was just so many different things in that game. I saw the Aztecs do that they hadn't done all year. Matt Mitchell was 0 for 8 from 3 until making one late in the game. Terrell Gomez was 0 for 6 until he made one later. Jordan Shackle was 2 for 11. Adam Saco, Lamont Butler were both 0 for 3. Mark Ziegler put out this stat. He said before they were trailing by 27, the Aztecs were. They finished with 11 uh, of 40 from 3. But before they started making threes, they were four for 32, so 12.5%. And, and we were talking before we got on here. It was kind of crazy, the threes that they were taking. It was it, Adam Seiko takes three shots, and he misses three threes. I've never <laughs> seen Adam Seiko take a three. I mean, I'm sure he takes threes, but it was I, – I at one point looked at the TV, saw Adam Seiko. I'm sorry I'm picking on you, Adam Seiko, but I saw you. And I saw you taking a three from way deep, and I'm like, and it wasn't even close. I'm like, what, what, what what's going on here? Like, have we turned into video gameplay now? Like, I don't understand what's happening. And it, 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 I hate to say it fell apart, but it did. It fell apart really quick. It really did. And I don't even know if they win, even if they had Matt Mitchell scoring thirty, because Syracuse was just that hot. It was just that hot.
0: Well, not only that, I mean, I think that when you get down, there's a panic, you you, you know, young players, especially, you know, at the, especially at the collegiate level, uh, not so much at the pro level, but you start to panic. Right. So when you're down, you're like, OK, it's almost as though if if I make this three, it's going to take the lead from being down 20 to being down five 17. right
1: oh, oh i see i see <laughs> it, it, and it
0: doesn't it doesn't work that way no, right no it doesn't no. work that way you, it, whether you make that not. three or not you, you're still down 17 so again i would have loved to put seen i was listening to uh clark kellogg keeps talking about um uh the aztecs not getting to the basket or not driving about driving the ball to the basket and that's critical against the zone even if you don't you have to be willing to get into the painted area and create for somebody else now i know when you get down you, you're trying to you're trying to get the shots up and i and i'm almost certain that dutch said hey man the shots will fall we're getting clean looks just keep shooting them i know that was kind of his mentality there um and i believe that the players even if he hadn't said that the players were probably thinking that because they had been if if we're being honest the aztecs have shot the ball Pretty well since the maybe about the fifth game of the year, right? They shot it pretty well from three, but it goes back to what I told you before. In those situations, when you play, uh, when you're playing basketball in a way that it's communal and you're waiting on, you're trying to figure out which guy's going to get hot in big games. It doesn't necessarily play out like that. You have to be able to go to a guy that can shoot. They had a guy that can shoot, right? And everybody knows that that's the guy that can shoot. So then everybody works for him to get him shots so that he, so that he can shoot. Um, that's not to say that the other way can't work, but that I've seen it work more often than not is, is, is guys understanding their role and uh, the Syracuse, their, their guys understand their roles on the, on the, on the court.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that the coaching, um, uh, who, who was a better coach, coming into the game because Brian Dutcher and Jim Beheim themselves are, have both been in basketball, college basketball a long time. Jim Beheim has a little bit more of a cachet because he's been with a bigger program, but he, you know, he's, I, I read today, he's been in the tournament 35 times at this point. Yeah, And that is incredible. Number one. And number two, it's, it just, it, it, the more times you go, the more you learn about how to coach in a tournament and it, it's, it's just something okay. I mean, the guys won a national championship. He he's been with the Syracuse forever. And I, I I know that Brian Dutcher is a great coach as well, but he's in the mountain West. And so that's where we're going to go next with our, our conversation, because honestly, I, I tried for many different ways to come up with ways to talk about this loss, but it was such a bad game that there's the, the only thing to say is that they played awful. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. They, they couldn't make a shot. They had a guy who was scored 30, hit seven threes. It was just awful. So you can't really say anything more about that. I mean, so we'll talk about Brad Dutcher in just one second. But we have a new sponsor. It's called Sunday Scaries. And if you're someone who can't sleep or is always worried, Sunday Scaries is for you. They are delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummies that help calm your brain down, hope you slow down a little bit. I know that I personally am stressing about all the things I have to do for work each day. So I'm going to give it a little, I'm going to give it a go. And I'm going to take a couple Sunday scary CBD gummies. And they say within 20 minutes, you'll start to feel the calm. There's no risk to buy. And the company offers you a hundred percent lifetime money back guarantee. And if you don't like the product, let them know and you will get your money back. No questions asked. And with today's podcast, you get 25% off to get you started. Go to sundayscaries.com. And use their promo code B L E A V for twenty five percent off checkout at sundayscaries.com. Uh, the name when I when I got this email the name rung a bell, and I was like, why do I know Sunday Scaries? It was because one of the, one of my friends from like years ago. I knew that he started a company, a CBD company, and he's start he started Sunday Scaries. So that's oh, really? why I knew the okay. I, I know him personally. And uh, what they're saying is not snake oil. I can promise you that because he's not a snake oil guy. So Uh, Sunday Scaries, 25% off when you use the code BLEAV. To the topic of the next few weeks and months, and it's what do we think – where do the Aztecs go from here? Brian Dutcher, um, Richard Pitino was fired, so that that position is open in Minnesota. Mark Ziegler did say on our program last week that – because of the social unrest in Minnesota and because of what happened with George Floyd on um, May 25th of last year and the things going on there that some, some people are saying that they want to, they want to hire someone other than a white guy, which is what Minnesota usually goes with. So that could be a reason why Brian Dutcher doesn't go. But um, in the end, you said it earlier in the podcast, Brian Dutcher has probably seen his ceiling with the Aztecs in the Mountain West, and Brian Dutcher, I think, is a much better coach um, than than people give him credit for around the country. So it would be kind of surprising to me if he's offered the Minnesota job and he does not go at this point. I mean, he wants to be a Big Ten guy. You laid out all the reasons last week as to why it would be a, a harder move for him to go from Mountain West to Big Ten with all the other coaches that are entrenched in the recruiting already, but. I, I would find it after this loss, I would find it very surprising if he does not go to Minnesota, if he's offered the job, what do you think?
0: I agree with you. I think that is for a lot of reasons. Um, and uh, I think the one, two and three are about money um, just resources with, to the program. Um, yeah. I think his, he would get a, he would definitely get a a, a pay boost uh, by going to a team in the, in the big 10. Um, he's, you know, he's that's his backyard, right? That, that's yeah. where he's from. So, uh, it makes total sense for him to to go back there and kind of add to his dad's legacy. Um, um, what you just said to me, though, I I had not thought about. Um, um, I had not thought about that. I, about I think
1: Minnesota that and their 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 social making climate a higher
0: right now? the higher making the color higher. Uh, yeah. making the higher based on color. I I would. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I would be for that as an as an African American. Uh, well, let me back off of that statement too. As a melanated person, right? I, I try not to use the term African American, but as a melanated person, um, I would love to see someone who uh, who looked like me in that in that position. Except for in this particular situation, I would love to see Dutch in that particular situation. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because I think he's the right hire for that job. If they were hiring, I think he'd be the right hire, right? I, I do think that. But I also think that he would have a hard time recruiting, right? I think that, in fact, I know he would have a tough time recruiting because, you know, at that level you need, um, I I have a, uh, everybody can go check out the Run Sports, uh, RunSports.com, where I talk about the upcoming uh, high schoolers and things of that nature. And if you look at those lists, whether it's the class of 2022 or 2023 or 2024, there's only about maybe 20 guys or 30 guys on each one of those lists that make a difference. Now that sounds like a lot, but when you start when you start to think about the number of colleges there are in the country, um, you know, 400 and some odd, I believe, Division one schools, and they're all vying for those for those kind of kids. So that caliber could be tough, right? And in that, especially yeah. in that league, you definitely need high caliber kids to play. So I think it's, I think it'd be difficult for him to recruit, but I also think it'd be an uptick. And in, in if I'm just being frank and honest, mm-hmm. uh, I think he, I think he's just going to make more money. Right. I think he's just going to make more money in, in that particular situation. I think he'd be a fool not to not take it. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. And, and I thought before this game, I, I I know I'm putting a lot of weight on this one game over the time that he's been there over the last 20 years, but it, it couldn't, it, it, I couldn't not think about the fact that he, that the Mountain West is never going to get better than what it is. And we've talked about how the Mountain West is just, they need better competition and they're just not going to get it. They're not going to, San Diego State itself has a hard time moving into the Pac 12, like we've talked about on the podcast before, right. because you got UCLA, you got USC right. up in LA. They don't want to have some sort of share of the Southern California area. So, really the only thing I can think of is Dutcher moving on to a different program. Unless the Aztecs are like, Hey, we want to make you a life coach. So here we're going to do all this, but, and who knows, he may take that and who knows, maybe Brian Dutcher in the end is like, you know what? I like my legacy at San Diego state. I don't want to go anywhere, but I, you know, Brian Dutcher way more than I do, but just seeing Brian Dutcher, he's a winner. He wants to win. He may like where he's at now, but that's just because he's a great guy, and he's not going to say anything otherwise. Dutch
0: is Dutch is a competitor, right? And he and and he's very business like in his approach. I I could not see a scenario where I, where he would if offered that job that he would um that he would not accept it. Um, but like you said, I just think that he you know last year they how many games did the Aztecs lose last year? Uh, one or two? They lost. Two, they
1: lost um, one regular season game, I believe, and then the Mount West tournament,
0: and then in Mount West tournament. So, uh, and so that's two games from last year. This year, they lose basically five, if I'm not mistaken, four or five games. Yes, five. five. Games.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, with that being said, I just don't know. Um, everything from here would almost be a step down. Right. For him. Yeah. Like, I think that, you know, if he, you know, so what is he going to do every year? He's going to go something in four or something in three. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. It's a very, it's yeah. a very. And, and even if he does, what does that actually mean? You know what I mean? Like, what does it actually mean? If I know Dutch, I think that he would, I think that he would really, really want that challenge of trying to take a program from, you know, mediocrity, um, Minnesota, that is, to wherever it is, and I think that the Aztecs. Uh, I think he's kind of served his purpose with with, with San Diego State. I'll, I would. I'm torn because I would like to see him stay there, but at the, yeah, at the, the, the reality is is that there's just more money to be made at at uh, now if the Aztecs are willing to match his contract. I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure, he wouldn't mind that either. If, if they would, they <laughs> I'm would sure, match. he
1: wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> but you can go I from think a be... <clears throat> negative twenty degree Fahrenheit to about seventy. in 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 a in a plane flight so (laughs) why not just stay in san diego (laughs) uh yeah i i think we're already both of us kind of have the same feel without really even talking about it beforehand of like we probably seen brian dutcher maybe probably coach his last game with the aztecs but hey who knows i'm all doom and gloom right now that's why i'm like this i'm like man they lose big in the tournament but I'm also thinking for Brian Dutcher's sake. I know that he has some younger guys coming up on the team, but each year when the year's over, you have a new set of guys to look forward to the next year. It was Malachi Flynn the year before. You know, we knew that he was going to come in, we knew that game that team was going to be great. And then coming into this year you had Matt Mitchell, Jordan Shackle, but like I don't know I don't know that I have a guy in mind right now that is a Matt Mitchell for next year's team. And unless they work the transfer portal, which Dutcher has been great at working the transfer portal. I I don't know where they go from here. And it's not, it's not to say that the guys on the team, there's no one on the team that can't step up and can't be better, but I don't see that Matt Mitchell, Jordan Shackle, Malachi Flint. Now Jordan Shackle, I think they have an extra year of eligibility. I know that Matt Mitchell's probably out. I mean, he's already b- basically said it. Jordan Shackle, he's kind of in an interesting spot and I'm I'm curious to hear what you say cuz you you deal with a lot of athletes and younger athletes and all that and and I think it might serve him well to stay another year at college and and be the guy, but he's also already played college for 4 years, maybe he wants to do something else. I, I don't know. I mean, it's all about where he probably can play best and if he can get paid to play somewhere around the world i'm sure he'll do that but same time it's not a bad idea to come back
0: you know dutch dutch said something to me years ago right we were we were having a discussion um about uh me as a matter of fact i was thinking about coming out after my junior year and um and i wanted to put my name in and kind of have one toe in and one you know with the other foot out he you know dutch said listen if you're going to go you got to go and I would tell, and and that's what I've held on to to this day when talking to players, because it, your heart has to be in whatever it is you're doing. So if you decide that you want to go, then just go. Um, if you know that you want to make money playing basketball, you just need to get started on your career, right? But if you know that there's a, if you think that you're not going to be able to make money playing basketball or you just enjoying your college experience, then stay. I think um, San Diego is unique in, in that it's San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. So um I think that there's a you know if you if there was any reason to stay for anybody being in San Diego is always a good thing but um again I think that a lot of a lot of what a lot of those players do is going to hinge on um who they bring in um if well all of these are hypotheticals but if if uh Brian Dutcher leaves right I think that a lot of players will leave too right? um and I think that. Uh, uh, I think it'd be, uh, you know, it'd be hard to sway them to the stay because you never know what the philosophy of the next coach is going to be. So I think a lot of decisions are going to, for a lot of those players, are going to be made around that.
1: Yeah, we talked about it last week as well about what happens. I, I like, I we we do have to prepare for life after Brian Dutcher. I think that's just a 100 honest thing that we're both feeling right here. And uh, I, I think we we talked about it whether or not they hire within or whether or not they bring someone else in. I do, after looking through the coaching staff, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anyone ready to, to be the guy. So you can you could definitely get an up-and-comer in uh, coach from around the country who wants to take San Diego State. That's the one good thing here is that the, the program's attractive, and you're going to be right. living in San Diego. It's a Jordan brand, Viejas Arena, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. You got great things going on if you take over this team. So you're going to get a guy who's highly motivated and who's ready to, to to go beyond what Brian Dutcher did in his time with San Diego State. If that's the case, if that's the case.
0: Well, I think that, but I think that's the interesting part, though, Matt. I don't know if you can go past what Dutch has done. So I think anybody that steps into his um, one of the you know one of the laws of power, right, is that you you never step into another man's. Uh, Uh, success right you don't never you know you never want to step into another person's success
1: yeah um
0: if you take his job if you take that job and you're not and you're not ingrained or you're not part of the Aztec family I think that it becomes very very difficult for you uh to be successful um again the the program has basically lost seven games in the last two years who knows I don't I don't remember what it was the year before that but you know you know five this year they two didn't year um
1: the, the year before last year they did not make the tournament and then they made the tournament against Houston uh no 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 the 2019 okay. they did make the tournament 2018 i'm I'm blanking on what they did
0: okay so whatever that was right i think that you know you're coming from steve fisher who uh you're coming from steve fisher and his assistant coach was brian dutcher who's had an enormous amount of success and then to bring in somebody from come from out of nowhere just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. That 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 coach would have to have some, I would hope that they would find somebody who has some sort of tie to uh to uh, that tree, right? To yeah. that tree of of coaches. I would I think that would make the most sense. Yeah. Um but at the same time, um you know they have to do what they have to do and you know those they make more money than me to, to make those kind of decisions. They're, they're still, <laughs> <laughs> they, me that's too. not in my you know, but the I, but I do believe that, um, um, again, I'm going to reiterate this, that if, you know, if if Minnesota offers Dutch that job, I, I, I would be I would be sad that he would go. But I would also be sad if he did not take because I know what his I know what's pumping in his chest, man. Dutch is a tough guy. He's a tough yeah. guy. He yeah. walks around with that. Sort of, you know, sort of smiley face and have, yeah. uh, half fun, easy face because what's brewing inside of him is a little different than most people, right? He's, he's a tough guy, so um, I would, uh, I would be, I would be ultimately shocked if he didn't take that.
1: Yeah, well, we will. Uh, if anything happens, we'll definitely do a, a podcast about that. But um, the season is over now, so we're gonna take a couple weeks off unless any big Aztecs news break and. We're gonna see what happens with the program. We're gonna let things fall. It, the what do they call the dust settle on everything here with the program? But great year by the Aztecs. Really fun year doing the podcast with you, Randy. And we'll be uh, we'll be doing. We'll be keeping an eye on what's going on with Br- the Brian Dutcher situation and anything else that's happening with San Diego State basketball.
0: Well, man, I, listen. I want to say this, man. I really appreciate you dragging me through this. I've been oh awful come on, like this man. I've- <laughs> And you've been amazing at this. I, I really want to thank uh, thank you personally, Matt, for uh, uh, showing me the way with this. And I also want to say, uh, I also want to thank the fans who um, uh, who've listened into us and downloaded and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Man, I really, really want to thank all those people um, who remember me and some of my accomplishments there. I know. It was oh, people remember
1: you, Randy. A lot of Man. people remember you.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, uh, um, yeah. city of San Diego was, uh, it's probably my second home. Right. I love that place to death. So I, I really appreciate everybody that, uh, that supports the show and, uh, look forward to doing this in the future. With, uh, yeah. With you.
1: Yeah. Very. And if you have anything to say to us on social media, you can please at Matt Scraby at Alfred's house, uh, to the, I, I finally looked back real quick on the iTunes of our, our podcast and I looked at someone who reviewed us, they gave us five stars, but it was also like one of our first podcasts. And I appreciate you giving us five stars, but they said we don't talk enough college basketball. And I was like, we're Aztecs basketball. <laughs> we <We're> not college <laughs> basketball. So I appreciate you listening to our podcast. And I hope that you found over time, because it was on December or something that they left their review. But I I hope you figured out that we're an Aztecs-only show. We're proud to be an Aztecs-only show. Aztecs Mountain West. Well, we'll talk any type of basketball, but it has to center around the Aztecs. So if you do want to go and review us and rate us, you can on iTunes. Just type in Believe in uh, SDSU Basketball, and you'll be able to find it there. Before we go, I just got to tell you about our last sponsor, eBay. They are the original sneaker marketplace. They have an authenticity guarantee. Uh, They're meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. I've been watching a lot of Pawn Stars lately. So I've been seeing all of their authentication (laughs) going on. I love that show. So I know how important it is to have a box. That's nice. A logo, all the stuff that is on the shoe that's supposed to be on the shoe. So they search dozens of inspection points. They also give an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And if you're a seller they have eliminated selling fees on sneakers, $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So again, great first season, Randy. And we will be back with uh, any news for the Aztecs. And uh, we'll, we'll keep it coming as, as things are needed throughout the offseason. But appreciate everybody listening. And it was a great year for the Aztecs. Don't let their loss on Sunday or on Friday Determine your love for the Aztecs because they will be back. They will be back. Anything else, Randy? I thought you were going to say something. That's it, boss. (laughs) All right, cool. All right. All right. 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 Believe, SDSU Podcast. Make sure you go to Believe uh, to see if there's any other podcasts you want to listen to, any other teams you want to listen to. I'm sure there's a great Oral Roberts podcast, and I'm not kidding. There probably is. Or a great (laughs) Oregon State podcast talking about basketball. So if you want to hear about them, go to them. But until then, we will talk to you soon.